Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome into the Bushy Baller Brand Podcast. I am your host, Bushy White. And yes, it's been a little bit since we've done a podcast. It's been about a month now. Coronavirus shutting everything down. It's been difficult for everybody and on our end to find something to give you for, to give you some content to record. But we did finally find something for you. We are going to give you an NFL mock draft preview. So here's how this is going to work. It's going to be me, David Shane, Daniel Make, and Alex Acosta. And what we did was we randomly picked teams and tried to even it out and work it out amongst ourselves. So we had an even amount of picks per person. Then we're going to draft as if we were the GM of that team. And we're going to do the first two rounds of the draft. So if you want to follow along at home, get a paper, get a website, do what you do, and write down our picks and then compare to the real draft, and you'll be able to see how accurate our draft is. Now, keep in mind, due to coronavirus and the social distancing, this is over Zoom. So the audio may cut in and out at times. We did our best to give you the best possible audio quality. So with that being said, here we go. Let's get right to this draft. And it is time, officially, the Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. Uh, as the Bengals, I'm taking Joe Burrow, a Heisman winner, a spectacular player. Um, I'm Heisman winner, and so he's – I mean, he can't get much better than that. Um, but I do think he's, like, the third best player in the draft. But I think he's the biggest need for the Bengals. So that's why I would take him. Bengals select Joe Burrow. And now the Washington Redskins are on the clock. So I think the Redskins have kind of a – they're in a tough situation because most people have them getting Chase Young. But I don't think uh, that's their biggest need. However, if I'm picking number two – uh, I'm I'm just gonna take the best player available there and not get try to get too fancy with it and I will take Chase Young for the Redskins. Washington Redskins select Chase Young. Now the Detroit Lions are on the clock, and if I'm in the position of the Lions personally, I would probably look to trade back in terms of their position because I don't really think that the I mean there's a couple quarterbacks there there's a Cuda but I don't know if that's gonna necessarily bring in a lot. So if I'm the Lions, I would trade back. However, given the website that we're using, it doesn't allow for trades. So we're assuming that they're going to stay in that spot. And with the third pick, the Detroit Lions, I select Tua from Alabama, which will probably throw off a couple people's draft boards and throw a couple things off. But I think that there's a couple of nice weapons there to build around Tua. And I just think that he's a talent that they can't pass on. And just in terms of I think Stafford is kind of – past his glory days, and they needed to start building around a guy like Tua. So the Detroit Lions select Tua from Alabama, and the New York Giants are now on the clock. Yeah, as a Giants, I would trade back um, to, like, a seventh or eighth pick, but obviously it's not available. Um, but with the fourth pick, I would take Isaiah Simmons. Um, he's, I think he's the draft's top linebacker, and he's uh, had a great career in college, and their biggest – not the biggest need because I think they need a uh, offensive lineman. But again, with the trading back, um, I would get two more draft picks. Maybe not in the first round, but a second rounder, um, so I can get another O line. Um, but with the draft pick I have, I'll take Isaiah Simmons. Your Giants select Isaiah Simmons, and that now puts the Miami Dolphins on the clock. So coming into this, I was fully prepared to be able to take Tua for the Dolphins. Uh, but he went to the Lions, and so he's throwing me in limbo. Uh, I'm going to take Justin Herbert for the Dolphins. They need a QB. I think he'll be fine. I like Tua a lot better, but now he's off the board. I think Herbert is kind of the last really solid guy that I think can be a franchise QB. Um, so I th- I'm going to have the Dolphins take Herbert. Miami Dolphins select Justin Herbert which now puts the Chargers on the clock. So I also have the Chargers pick, and I was expecting to take Herbert with their pick, uh, not thinking that the Lions <laughs> would take QB. Um, so I don't, think, uh, I don't think I will take a QB for them, even though I don't think Tyrod Taylor is the answer. They have a need on the O-line. Um, so I'm going to take Andrew Thomas. Um, I think he's the best left tackle. Um, maybe not the best tackle in the draft, but the other the other tackles are mostly right tackles. And since the Chargers traded Okung, uh, their left tackle in the offseason, I'm going to take 
Andrew Thomas to replace him. Chargers select Andrew Thomas, now putting the Carolina Panthers on the clock. Well, hasn't this turned out to be quite the first six picks? Going into this, <laughs> if I was the Panthers, I would have taken Isaiah Simmons. Um, but he went four to the Giants. Um, so I'm kind of also here in limbo, as other GMs have been early in the first round. But I think if I'm the Panthers, I can't let him slide past me. I mean, I do have a need at corner with James Bradbury leaving. So I think that the seventh pick, the Panthers, they're going to take uh, Jeff Okuda. The Carolina Panthers select Jeffrey Okuda. And now the Arizona Cardinals are on the clock. So the Cardinals, they need offensive line help. They need, need, need it with Kyler Murray. As their franchise quarterback, I think Kyler Murray can be an elite quarterback in the league. So for them, I'm going to take Jedrick Willis uh, from Alabama. It was really between him and Tristan Wirfs from Iowa. It's kind of debated which is the best tackle between those two. But I'm going to take the guy from Alabama, the guy who has the experience in big games against the best competition, and a guy who can uh, play right tackle and can move to the left tackle probably. And I think that's the best pick for them. Arizona Cardinals select Jedrick Wills. Smart now putting the Jaguars on the clock. And the Jaguars, I think at this point, we're in a definitely an interesting situation because I think the feelings around Gardner Minshew are 50-50 in terms of if he can really be that guy. However, not a ton of quarterbacks right now that are still on the board that I think are worth taking in that position. And so just looking across the big board, seeing there's not a ton of help for Gardner Minshew, expecting him to be, let's just assume that Gardner Minshew is a starter opening day. And so I'm going to look around, see, because I wasn't really expecting this to be the situation. But I actually am going to shock a lot of people and get Gardner Minshew that help and take C.D. Lamb for the Jaguars, which could be a little bit of a reach. I know that there's some people that don't like him going high, but there's some people that think that this might not be high enough in terms of his talent. So CeeDee Lamb to the Jaguars to give Gardner Minshew that help, assuming that he's a starter. Now putting the Cleveland Browns are on the clock. So at the Cleveland Browns, I would take uh, Tristan Wirfs. And it was between him and Judge Willis. Um, Judge Willis was taken by earlier in the draft. Um, he's a very versatile um, O-line um, player, but the uh, only problem I see with him is that his strength is a little um, subpar, but he's very very agile. Um, very, 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 apparently ran, runs a very fast uh, 40, um, which that might not matter to most people, um, but when you're running screens and stuff like that, and plus with Baker Mayfield um, in the pocket, um, they need as much help, even though I'm not, I don't think it's going to matter much um but i would take him with the 10th pick so tristan works off the board to the browns to give baker mayfield and the cleveland browns some help and the jets are on the clock and the jets i think are a very interesting team in terms of where they are i know a lot of people are fans of sam darnold i think that he has potential to do great things he just the help around him is a little questionable Le'Veon bell wasn't what people thought he would be well, he was in New York. The receivers are a little subpar, in my personal opinion. And so I'm going to get him some help to really bolster up that line because I don't think the line's anything special. So as the Jets, the 11th pick, we're going to take Becton, the offensive tackle from Louisville. And now the new Las Vegas Raiders are on the clock. Yeah, so I was afraid you – you might take Judy. That's the big debate with the Jets is if they're going to take a lineman, offensive lineman, or a wide receiver. I know they lost Robbie Anderson. So you opened up uh, me as the Raiders to take Jerry Judy. I think he's the best receiver in the draft. Um, him and CeeDee Lamb are just very debated. Who's number one? Who's number one? I'm, I'll take Judy. Um, obviously, CeeDee Lamb's not there anymore, but I do think Judy's the best player in the draft anyway. A wide receiver, uh, best route runner. I think he's the most NFL ready, and I think that'll give Derek Carr or whoever the Raiders quarterback is uh, 
building blocks for the next 10 years. Mr. Jerry Judy officially heading to Las Vegas to be part of the Raiders. <laughs> and like you said, yeah, I mean, you're expecting Derek Carr, but who knows, Mariota could surprise some people. So with Judy off the board, that now puts the 49ers on the clock. So 49ers, uh, I, would, I was hoping if I were them, I would hope to have Judy uh, or CeeDee Lamb. They're both gone. Uh, CeeDee Lamb went a little earlier than they would have liked. Um, so I would consider taking rugs if I were the 49ers. Um, and I would consider a, de a def defensive tackle to replace DeForest Buckner, uh, who went away. So I think Derek Brown hasn't been taken yet, and he is <laughs> he is not someone I expected to go a lot higher. So if I am the 49ers, even though I was kind of mm -hmm. set on a wide receiver, I would gladly oh, take Derek Brown, who I think is a top five player in the draft skill-wise. He, he dropped so, right into your lap. Derek, yep. Derek Brown off the board to the Niners, putting the Buccaneers on the clock, and after them is the Broncos, which actually is my pickings back-to-back. And the Buccaneers had, in the least in the least way to put it, an exciting offseason bringing in Tom Brady. So it really makes you think in terms of do they want to give him more offensive help or do they really want to start building a defense around him? And if I'm them, I think that given their offensive talent, which they got a lot of, really like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are two receivers that really can light up at any point. O.J. Howard is a tight end who struggled last year. But then again, they, I think that they got an upgrade at quarterback. Running backs are, you know, not the greatest, but at the same time, there's no running back that's really worth taking this high. So I'm going to take, according to TDN, the best available player, which is the cornerback from Florida, C.J. Henderson, keeping them in Florida to really start helping build their defense there for Tom Brady to have a championship run. So the Buccaneers select C.J. Henderson, now putting the Broncos on the clock, which is also me. And the Broncos, I'm not going to lie. I personally, I don't know about your guys' personal takes, but I personally like Drew Locke as their quarterback. I think that we didn't get to see a whole lot of him last year, but I think that he definitely has potential to be what they want him to be. So I think that they're going to have to start to build around him. And so with the 15th pick, the Denver Broncos are going to select Henry Ruggs, the other receiver from Alabama, to help build that offense, now putting the Atlanta Falcons on the clock. So, as a Falcons, um, I, I would keep this pick. I was thinking about training back, um, but I think that they could also get um, a, a decent uh, amount for this pick. But for the pick I would take one now, I would have Javon Kinlaw, um, defensive tackle. And I think that the Falcons need big help with the defensive line. As Vic Beasley, um, he's eh. Um, but he, he does not have any help. Um, so I think he'd take them with the 16th pick. Atlanta Falcons select Javon Kinlaw. Aaron Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. The Dallas Cowboys are on the clock, which would be – Alex, once again, is picking for the Cowboys. Uh, let's see. Let's see. 17th pick. I would go Xavier McKinney, uh, safety from Alabama. Um, with losing Byron Jones, and their defense is really, really, really um, degraded this past year because um, of the free agency. Um, I think you can use big help with cornerbacks and safety, but I feel like the safety is a bit more important right now. Um, but I think they can also sign some good free agent corners. Um, obviously, the corners are even taken, um, but I think they'll fill that up later in the draft. Um, so I'll take McKinney from so Alabama. Cowboys select Xavier McKinney, Miami Dolphins. You are back on the clock. All right. So the Dolphins. Offensive line uh, unlucky for them, the top four tackles are off the board, and I think um, I think they really could use one of those, uh, but they weren't going to last till 18. So instead, um, I'm going to have to go with who I think is 
one of the best players in the draft. I'm going to go with talent here uh, as the number one uh, thing I'm looking for. So for them, I'm going to take I'm going to take Kenneth Murray, the linebacker. Um, may Ooh. not be his their biggest need, but I just think talent-wise, he's the best player left, and I think he can be a a piece on their defense for a long time. It's an interesting pick. I've seen some people, you know, I've seen Murray anywhere from this pick through mid-second round, a lot of them in the late first. So interesting pick, but definitely a solid one for the Dolphins. And now the Las Vegas Raiders are back on the clock. All right. I also have the Raiders. I feel like I have a lot of picks back to back. Um, For them, I'm going to take – the, I'm going to take the next best corner, in my opinion. He has that experience at Alabama uh, playing against great competition, and I think they need a kind of a playmaker on defense. So I'll take Diggs. Diggs. Las Vegas Raiders select Trevon Diggs. Jacksonville Jaguars are back on the clock. And, again, the Jaguars are in another position, like I was saying, where it's kind of up in the air right now in terms of who's really going to lead this team long-term. I don't think Gardner Minshew is a long-term answer. Um, And so if I'm them, if I'm in this position, I'd probably look to trade, maybe potentially, you know, package their first two picks that they had and try to maybe trade a little bit to get that quarterback if you don't think Gardner Minshew is the answer. Or trade back maybe like a later round quarterback so I think at this position that the Jaguars are in sticking at 20 you really just got to take the best available player and according to the big board for the Jaguars that'd be Chase on the edge from LSU so the Jacksonville Jaguars select Chase on the edge from LSU Philadelphia Eagles you are now on the clock so for the Eagles obviously um if you're able to trade I would trade up um because if I was the Eagles I would my goal would to get either CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy. But since we can never get one of those, um, I'm going to pick the next best uh, wide receiver, which is Justin Jefferson. Um, I think there's four wide receivers in this draft who have star potential. Um, I, I think he's the fourth best one. Um, but I could also see the Eagles taking a uh, defensive lineman. Um, just because I know Harry Rosen values that, I think, personally, over – wide receivers. Um, so with that pick, I'll take Justin Jefferson. Philadelphia Eagles select Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver from LSU. Minnesota Vikings, you guys are on the clock. So as a Vikings fan, uh, I think yeah, I think those top four receivers, I think it ends with Jefferson. He's kind of in that the last one in that top tier. So if I were a Vikings fan, I would have been on the edge of my seat, probably knowing that the Eagles would take that wide receiver, but really hoping he would last one more pick uh, which he didn't do. But that is okay because they have a need at corner. They lost uh, Xavier Rhodes. Um, they need a corner. Um, so I'm going to take A.J. Terrell from Clemson, uh, who I think is the best corner left on the board. A.J. Terrell? Mm-hmm. That's crazy because he's projected to go even higher. A lot of analysts are thinking. A.J. Terrell off the board to the Minnesota Vikings at 22. New England Patriots on the clock at 23. And being the Patriots, I think that this is no doubt the most interesting draft that they're going to have in 20-plus years, being that Tom Brady left. And there's a lot of talk about what are they going to do with this pick? Are they going to trade up? Are they going to trade down? Are they going to keep it? Patriots, you know, they're not really known for keeping their picks all the time. If I'm the New England Patriots, if I see one of those top three or four quarterbacks, I would no doubt try to trade up to get one of those guys if I can. However, like we've said throughout this draft, trading is not enabled, so we're keeping our picks. And with the New England Patriots pick at 23, I'm taking the quarterback, Jordan Love. I just think that they need their guy. They need that next guy. I don't think Stidham's the answer. So Patriots at 23 are taking quarterback Jordan Love from Utah State, putting the Saints on the clock, knowing that the Saints fans – probably would be very upset because they know that Drew Brees' time is almost there. And so the 23rd pick, Jordan Love, New Orleans Saints are on the clock. I'm back. I am back in business. So with the Saints 
Saints on paper arguably have in the NFC have the best roster, um, complete roster, should I say, from offense to defense. And to be honest, the biggest weakness, I think, would be their linebackers um, defensively. So their age up front, you could probably argue. But if I'm the Saints, I am taking Patrick Queen, linebacker from LSU. Yeah, that that's definitely a smart pick. No doubt for them, start to build up that defense. But I know that if you were the Saints, you're probably looking to trade and or hope that Jordan Love yep. drops. But New Orleans, was, if you didn't take Jordan Love, that was – he was on my radar. The New Orleans Saints select Patrick Queen, linebacker from LSU. Minnesota Vikings, you guys are back on the clock. So, um, I took – with the Vikings, I took a corner last time. They still need a receiver because uh, Stefan Diggs obviously got traded to the Bills. Um, I think the tier one receivers are all off the board. Um, so I'm going to look at a tier two with T Higgins and Denzel Mims. I think Higgins is a little more polished, but Mims has more upside. Uh, and if I'm the Vikings, I'm going to go Mims, considering they already have, uh, they already have Thielen there. So it's not like they're void of wide receivers, but they do need to threaten the outside. So I'm going to go uh, with the guy with the most upside and take Denzel Mims for the Dang Vikings. It. I was really hoping he'd drop to the Packers. If I was the Packers, I would have tried to trade up. But the 25th, Minnesota Vikings like Denzel Mims, wide receiver from Baylor. And shocker, who's up again in the first round? Miami Dolphins, you guys are on the clock. All right, so now we got the Dolphins again. I'm full of picks. Uh the Dolphins, three in the first round. Um, they need a running back. So I would think about DeAndre Swift here, but considering that they have a pretty early second round pick and there are have, have been no running backs taken off the board yet, I'm, uh, I'm not going to take a running back. And instead, I'm going to take who is probably the best player left uh, in the draft. Uh, I would – a little, little surprised he hasn't gone yet, but I'll take Grant Delfit, the defensive back from LSU. Uh, they can use him at safety. He might be able to play with a corner. And I think he's just the best player left in the draft. Yeah, definitely fell down the draft board a little bit more than people might expect. But the Miami Dolphins with a 26th pick selected Grant Delpit, the safety slash corner from LSU. Seattle Seahawks, you guys are on the clock. So if I'm the Seahawks, um, my biggest needs are defensive line and offensive line to help out Russell Wilson because that man is running all over the field because he has no protection. Um, but I think at this point, it's tough here. Because, um, I mean, I have Clowney on, on the outside. I really don't have much interior help defensively. So I think if I am the Seahawks, I'm going to take defensive tackle from TCU, Ross Blacklock. Ross Blacklock. Seattle Seahawks select Ross Blacklock. Definitely a guy who isn't ranked as high as people would, you know, want him to go. However, it's no matter what team is taking him, it's their board only. It doesn't matter what the experts pick. So Seattle Seahawks select Ross Blacklock, lineman from TCU putting the Ravens on the clock. And so the Ravens offensively, they're looking good. I mean, eventually, probably probably later on in this draft, they'll want to take or probably think about taking a guard because Marshall Yonda's getting older. Um, and he's been like that cornerstone to that offensive line. Um, the inside linebacker position, um, definitely not where it could be but I don't think it is as pressing as um, their defensive line. So if I am the Ravens, I am taking, let's see. Where? I'm taking Terrell Lewis, um, edge rusher from Alabama. So the pick 28th overall for the Baltimore Ravens is going to be the edge from Alabama, Terrell Lewis. Interesting pick, but again, Never hurts to get defensive help from any team, especially a guy from Alabama. They know how to produce their players. And so now the Tennessee Titans, you guys, are now up on the clock. Um, with the 
or I think it says, 29th pick, I think it says. The, um, I would take, so for the, the Titans, I think their biggest need is cornerback. Some might say center, um, but I feel with having Derrick Henry as their running back, um, they can, you know, put that off to the side for a little bit and get a less um, better running, uh, not running back, center. Um, so I feel like they should draft cornerback. And with that pick, I'm going to take, sorry if I pronounced this wrong, uh, Noah Igby Nogini. I guess that's how you say it. Um, Close enough. Close enough. A, yeah. I'm, he's all, besides from being um, a great corner, he's also, his speed is out of this world, as he was also an Olympic uh, athlete. Um, and his, um, also, he faced some pretty um, good wide receivers in college and shut up, shut up most of them down. Um, I think that can uh, translate to NFL pretty good. Um, and so with that pick, I will take him. 29th pick, the Tennessee Titans t- take Noah Igbenogny. Definitely butchered that name, but that that's who they select. <laughs> and the Green Bay Packers are now on the clock. Being the Packers, heartbreaker. I really wanted Denzel Mims. I think that that would have helped them tremendously to get Aaron Rodgers. That helped. However, the other name that was mentioned along with Mims is going to be exactly who I'm going to take for them. I think that they need help at receiver. I'm taking T. Higgins, the receiver from Clemson. I think that he's not ranked as high as I initially thought he would be, but I definitely think that he's got potential to develop into that go-to guy, especially you know putting him alongside Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers could be a very deadly threat, especially, you know, with those Hail Mary balls, it's going to be hard to outjump Devontae Adams and T Higgins to swat it down. So with the 30th pick, the Green Bay Packers select T Higgins, San Francisco 49ers, you guys are on the clock. Yeah. Higgins is interesting pick. At first he was kind of like a tier one guy, maybe the fourth receiver to go and they kind of dropped down kind of all over the place. But I think, I think that's a good pick for them for the 49ers. Um, I would be looking at a corner here. I happen to take a lot of the corners in this draft. Uh, I would I would be expecting someone like A.G. Terrell to kind of be that guy there, but uh, I took him earlier. Uh, I believe him a little more than most people. He kind of dropped down after he had a, a poor showing in the Clemson LSU championship. But that leaves uh, Christian Fulton there, who I will take for the 49ers, uh, who dropped a little. And I think that would be a great pick for them there. Sherman's getting older, and it's just uh, a need there for them. Yeah, it's a guy that, you know, it's a name that early on in the draft I heard a lot, but as of recent, haven't really heard too much about his name. He's still ranked top 25 player, actually ranking in that number 25, but a guy that surprisingly dropped a little bit more than you would have thought. So the 31st pick, the San Francisco 49ers select Christian Fulton, cornerback, LSU, and we are now on the final pick of the first round. Kansas City Chiefs, you guys are on the clock. Seems like receivers and cornerbacks were at a premium this this first round. It seems like most teams needed them, and Chiefs were are no different. I mean, everyone knows after watching the Super Bowl and the Chiefs season last year that their offense is an absolute juggernaut. Um, so, if I'm the Chiefs, I lost Kendall Fuller in the off season, so I'm going to replace him in the secondary, and I'm going to take the starting cornerback for Utah in Jalen Johnson. Interesting pick there, but nonetheless, definitely something that the Chiefs need is a corner, like you said, losing Fuller. And we saw what they were able to do, obviously, with the Super Bowl. So the 32nd pick in the NFL draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Jalen Johnson. And that concludes the first round of the NFL draft. And we will move on to the second round here shortly. Hello, everybody. Bushy White here from Bushy Baller Brand. And, whoa, what a first round that was. Definitely some picks that caught me off guard. I'm sure they caught you off guard as well. It was an exciting first round. But before we get to the second round, I just wanted to remind you quickly of our clothing line on bonfire.com slash bushyballerbrand. We have everything from hoodies to long-sleeve sweatshirts, long-sleeve shirts, regular T-shirts. And with the summer coming up, who can forget about the sleeveless tank tops? So go check that out. Again, that's bonfire.com slash bushy baller brand for all the latest clothing with our logo on it. Now, I don't want to keep holding you up anymore, so let's head right into the second round of this draft. All right, welcome back. We are now entering the second round 
of this two-round mock draft. And with the 33rd pick, the Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. So with the 33rd pick, um, the Bengals need some help in their edge attack. So I would say get her growth matters. Um, very big guy. He's six foot six. Um, so a lot of potential there. Um, their defense as a whole needs help. Um, but I think it's a good place to start on the pass rush, especially in today's NFL. So I'll take him with the first pick of the second round. 33rd pick, Cincinnati Bengals select Yatur Gross Matos, edge from Penn State, putting Indianapolis Colts on the clock. And I think that the Colts are definitely in an interesting position because I obviously I think, like most people believe, they need a quarterback, but there's not one at this pick that's worth taking. I don't think that they're going to trade into the first round to take one of those guys. Philip Rivers is just kind of a transition guy. Um, he'll probably be there for a year or two. So I think that they still, in terms of who they need, I would, if I'm them, I'd still try to build up the offense a little bit. Maybe they're looking to get somebody in next year's draft. They have a quarterback on their mind. And so with the 34th pick, the Indianapolis Colts select Jalen Regor, the wide receiver from TCU, to help out whoever they're planning on bringing in next. And that puts the Detroit Lions on the clock, which is also me. And I, I don't know. They're in an interesting position. I'm not sh- too sure who the Lions would take at this pick. Maybe they even look to trade down from it if you're not 100% sure. Their, their offense, again, is a little questionable. So the Lions could shock the world a little bit here. And with the 31st, 35th pick, the Detroit Lions select DeAndre Swift, running back from Georgia, to help build around their guy Tua putting the New York Giants on the clock. So the Giants, I feel, would maybe select a offensive lineman because help is protecting Barkley because he got stuffed last year because everyone knew the Giants were going to get him. But I'm just going to surprise some people and go to our receiver and go to Brendan Ayuk, um, explosive our receiver, um, and also um, an underrated returner, um, which they could use definitely so they don't have to put Saquon in a compromised position because he was returning them last year. Um, and he got rocked on a lot of them. Um, players started targeting him. Um, so I thought that pick would uh, be a good one. But also, I would feel that they could also have another second-round pick if they tra- trade the first-rounder. Um, but that's beside the point. So I would take Brandon Ayuk. So the the 36th pick. pick, the New York Giants like Brandon Ayuk. Chargers, you guys are up on the clock. So, at the Chargers, I, I took a tackle in the first round because Tua and Herbert were gone. Um, I think I think in the draft, it might happen that Herbert is actually there. He wasn't now. So, you might be looking at someone else. But you're looking there. The, the top-tier quarterbacks are gone. And I'm looking there. You have Jake Fromm, Jalen Hurts, some high upside guys. It really depends how much you trust Tyrod Taylor. And after, after considering maybe taking someone like Hertz, uh, I'm going to refrain from doing that uh, with the Chargers. And instead, I'm going to take I'm going to take AJ Epinesa uh, for the defensive line. It's not really a need for them, but um, I'm sitting there as the Chargers. I might have looked for a wide receiver, uh, but they they just got all taken and. I think Epinesa could be a top 10, 15 talent guy there. And since they already took a lineman, I don't really want to reach on a quarterback. I'm just going to take the best player available there and go with Epinesa. So at the 37th pick, the Chargers select A.J. Epinesa, the edge from Iowa. Carolina Panthers are now on the clock. Hmm. So first round, Panthers got blessed with Jeff Lakuta dropping to them at seven. So that kind of takes care of the cornerback need, but they still are in need of a safety and a linebacker because they lost Eric Reed and they also lost Luke Keekley to retirement. Which is a shocker to many people. Yes, it was one of the biggest shocks probably of the offseason. So I think if I'm the Panthers – I mean, ideally, I could get a receiver. Maybe if one of those 
top tier receivers fall, like trickles down or something, something crazy like that. But I don't think that's really realistic. Um, so I think if I'm the, the Panthers, I kind of fill that safety hole. And I think as the Panthers, I'm going to take Grant Delpit, um, the junior from LSU. He's already off the board. Is I he? Believe, I believe Delpit was yeah, taken earlier. Was he actually? I He was taken earlier. Okay. Was um, Jeremy Chin? No, he's still there. Okay. Jeremy Chin was not. He was, my, he was my backup. So, Jeremy – so, I guess it would be Jeremy Chin, safety from Southern Illinois. So, the 38th pick, Carolina Panthers, like Jeremy Chin, safety, Southern Illinois, and Shocker, who's on the clock again, Miami Dolphins. <laughs> All right, so Dolphins here. I was really hoping DeAndre Swift would drop to this pick. I uh, considered taking him in the first round uh, with the pick, but since no running backs were taken, I uh, had maybe Swift to drop there. If not, I could take someone else. Um, so I'm really debating here. I mean, they do need oh, well, some offensive line help too. Um, but I think for them, it's between Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins. They need a running back. Uh, they still have another second-round pick, I think, where they could uh, maybe take – there's going to be linemen there. Um, and I don't want the running backs to get eaten up before that pick. So, I have worries about Jonathan Taylor because in the past game, I have worries about J.K. Dobbins because he's so small and had, was such a workhorse at Ohio State. I don't know if he can hold up. Um, but since they already have Jordan Howard, a guy they signed to a, a contract, I'm going to go with J.K. Dobbins to compliment him. Uh, more agile, versatile back uh, who can complement Howard, like kind of like Miles Sanders did last year for the Eagles. So the 39th pick, the Miami Dolphins select J.K. Dobbins, running back from Ohio State. Houston Texans are now on the clock. Um, so I was thinking they can use running back because the running back not great, but I'm actually going to go – the, the running backs are definitely questionable. They did get David Johnson in that trade, but he's someone that, you know, can be up and down. You're not entirely sure what he's going to be able to do for the Texans. Uh, so I think running yeah, back. And I feel. Position. Yeah, and I also feel the Texans feel confident in David Johnson's skills. Um, I mean, I would never make that trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, but I'm going to take. Uh, Julian Aquaro, I'm sorry, I'm not that wrong. Aquaro from Notre Dame. Um, he's an edge rusher. Um, but he's I mean, obviously he's down the draft board, but I would take him just because of his potential. And I've seen um several mock drafts. Um, look at him as a potential breakout star. Um, even if he's like drafted lower. Um, and I feel like they could take a chance on him, so I would take him. What's it? Spell that name for me because I honestly have no Joint, idea. Okay, W A R A. Oh, Joan Aquara. Yeah. Oh, okay, Aquara. Yep. So, with the 40th pick, the Houston Texans select Julian Aquaro, Edge from Notre Dame. Cleveland Browns, you guys are back up on the clock. And so, with the this pick, um, I thought he would go earlier in the draft, um, but since he's still available, I think he is at least. Um, I would think the Browns would select Antoine Winfield Jr. He's still available. Mm-hmm. He is correct. Okay. Um. Then I think the Browns will take him. Um. Very versatile uh, safety. Um. Can even play linebacker. Um. Great vision. And uh, my God, his forty is very fast. Um. And I think they can use him in many positions. So. And the Browns will take him. The 41st pick, the Cleveland Browns select Antoine Winfield Jr., safety from Minnesota. Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. And the Jaguars are in a definitely an interesting position here in terms of who they need to take. I think that, you know, they got a lot of uh, potential. Again, like I've been saying with the Jaguars this whole time, Gardner Minshew, that's the big question mark, who's going to be their quarterback. Um in terms of for this pick, I think the Jaguars got to go defense, and I'm going to take which appears to be the vet, the best available corner on the board in Jeff Gladney, the cornerback from TCU. So with the 42nd pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select 
Jeff Gladney, cornerback, TCU. Chicago Bears are now on the clock. So this is the Bears' first pick of this draft because last year they made one of the most mind-boggling trades in getting acquiring Khalil Mack from the Raiders because Gruden has some sort of master plan that we still all do not know about. Um, so the Bears in the second round, um, if I'm the Bears, I go after offensive line help because kind of like the Seattle Seahawks, Trubisky is just running for his life back there. Um, but the difference is Trubisky is nowhere near the caliber of talent that Russell Wilson is. So he looks like a bum. Um, so if I'm them, it's between two centers, um, Cesar Ruiz, or two offensive linemen, should I say, um, Cesar Ruiz and Lloyd Cushenberry. And I think if I'm going to be safe, I think I'm going to take Lloyd Cushenberry. He played in bigger games being at LSU. Um, and I think he fits the scheme of the Bears more so than a Michigan than a Michigan offensive lineman would. So, yeah, with the 43rd pick, the Bears select Lloyd Cushenberry. Yeah, the offensive lineman from LSU putting the Colts on the clock. And I just realized I have three straight picks, boys. So it's going to be a spam. Um, so looking <laughs> at their needs and what they obviously, you know, the Colts are in one of those teams that it's so interesting where they are in their franchise because they have an okay team and they signed Phillip Rivers, which is kind of like, you know, questionable because he's only going to be there for a couple years. And so I still think they need to get a guy who really can, you know, do what they need and lead that team. And so the 44th pick going to shock some people possibly, but I think that they're going to get the Jake Fromm, the quarterback from Georgia. I think that he could potentially be their guy for the future. I think that they're going to get him, let him develop underneath a guy like Phillip Rivers for a year or two, and then really throw him into the starting role. So the 44th pick, Indianapolis Colts select Jake Fromm, quarterback from Georgia, putting the Buccaneers on the clock, which is me. And I think that the Buccaneers need to get offensive line help for Tom Brady because of his age, and he needs to stay in that pocket. So this pick's not going to take long. I'm going to take the best available tackle, Josh Jones, offensive tackle from Houston with the 45th pick. And now the 46th pick, the Denver Broncos are on the clock. My third straight pick. Initially, I thought that they would have needed a running back, but then I remembered Melvin Gordon, although I think that he could be like Jamal Charles, get there and not be as special as people thought. And this is an interesting pick. Uh, Broncos are a franchise I think is going to exceed expectations. I think that Drew Locke's going to do better than people initially thought of him. I think that you got to bolster up that line, get them some help. I'm going to take Cesar Ruiz the interior offensive lineman from Michigan. And that's going to be my pick for the Broncos to really get that help with the 46th pick. And now the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock. Let's see. So I was literally thinking the Falcons should get a right guard. Um, but um, with Austin Hooper signing somewhere else, uh, with the Browns for a massive contract. I'm um, getting help in tight end. Um, and this guy has the most uh, potential in the draft thing for in terms of tight end. Um, and that'd be Cole Komet um, from Notre Dame. Um, he's like a Rob uh, Gronk type, um, very big, uh, a great uh, pass blocker, and a great pass catcher. Um, not the fastest guy, but he's a great, a good route runner. Um, and so I could think of develop him into being a Gronk type, and he could be potentially dangerous um, if Matt Ryan can come back to form. So, so the one doesn't believe in Hayden Hurst. With the 47th pick, the Atlanta Falcons select Cole Komet, tight end from Notre Dame, putting the New York Jets on the clock. And the Jets, again, and like I've been saying with them, not really sure where they are in terms of 
what they're going to do with their franchise, what they need. Uh, I think that they're a team that still could do better on offense, obviously losing a guy like Robbie Anderson, which gives you a hint as I'm going wide receiver. And I think that the Jets are going to look to get K.J. Hamler. They, you know, I think that he could really be Sam Darnold's go-to guy down the road, and that could be a deadly duo. So the 48th pick, the New York Jets select K.J. Hamler, wide receiver, Penn State. And the Pittsburgh Steelers on the clock, their first pick of this draft. I haven't heard from them, yep. No, and they're, man, the Steelers, I don't entirely know what the Steelers are going to be doing in this draft. I think that they like their running back. I don't know if they love their running back. The receivers are there, but I don't think that they're all that special. I think this is too early for them to get their quarterback that they want. Maybe they're looking into next year or the year after that. They still are a fan of Ben Roethlisberger. Um, yeah, this is interesting. I think that they still could bolster up that line a little bit. They're at a tough point. They are at a very tough point. They're at, you know, it's just one of those teams where you're not entirely sure what they're going to do. They haven't committed to tanking, but they also haven't – they don't really have the funds and ability to win, so. They're not built for success. So, yeah. for them in terms of just what building up something, I'm going to build up their offense, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to take – Isaiah Wilson, the offensive tackle from Georgia. So with the 49th pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle, Georgia. Chicago Bears, you guys are on the clock. Okay, so the Bears, like I just said, they – or like I had been saying, they need offensive line help. So took a center um, at pick 43, and I think we're going to – kind of turn around and take a tackle at pick 50, um, and we're going to take – uh, tackle from Louisiana left by yet Robert Hunt. Interesting pick there for sure. You know, there's a couple offensive linemen a little bit higher. However, it doesn't mean anything because certain teams have certain rankings and they're all over the place as I'm sure you guys are well aware. So with the 50th pick, the Chicago Bears select Robert Hunt lineman from Louisiana. Dallas Cowboys are up on the clock. Dallas Cowboys. So, I think Cowboys um, need an offensive lineman. Um, and that's exactly who I'm going to take. Um, and I'm going to take Austin Jackson from USC. Um, very big dude. Um, relatively new. Um, he only played uh, football starting in a sophomore year of high school. Um, but, I mean, the guy is 6'6". Um, a lot of potential. Um, and can move uh, off the ball, too, um, on screen, stuff like that. Um, so I think um, they can put them to good use, uh, especially if they help uh, protecting Dak Prescott. So yeah, and Austin Jackson, Austin Jackson is definitely a guy, when you look at them, I think that that would be a little bit shock. I feel like he could go higher. So I think that game at 51 for the Cowboys could be a steal. So with the first, 51st pick, the Dallas Cowboys select Austin Jackson, yeah, tackle from USC, yeah. no doubt. And the Rams are on the clock. So the Rams, this is their first pick due to the Jalen Ramsey trade they made mid last season. Um, and if I'm the Rams, really, I'm going after a running back. I mean, Gurley left in the offseason, another very big surprise. Um, and so it's kind of between – or it did – I don't think Jonathan Taylor was taken. No, was he's, he? still, he's still available. Yeah. So it's between him and J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins was taken. Dobbins is off. Oh, was he? Okay, Dobbins then there's my – It's pretty obvious. Yep, so it is Jonathan Taylor. So with the 52nd pick, the Rams select Jonathan Taylor, running back from Wisconsin. Philadelphia Eagles are now on the clock. Okay. So first pick, I fuck wide receiver. And this this pick, I just throw up. I feel like their O line is decent enough; they can get by through the year. Um, with it, especially having Carson Wentz, uh, very boastful QB. Um, but with his recent injuries, um, I feel like they do need one. Um, so with this pick, uh, I would take Ezra Cleveland from Boise State. Um, that taken. No, no, he's he's up there. 
So that's the pick um, for the Eagles. Uh, another physical freak, um, and um, and I feel I, they could team him up with uh, Lane Johnson and uh, Jason Kelsey. Um, they can make a very very big line. Um, so that's who I would take. So the fifty third pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select Ezra Cleveland, tackle from Boise State. Buffalo Bills, you guys are on the clock. So this is the first pick of the draft. Um, from the trade they made this year. Um, and so the Bills, um, they really need a running back. Um, cause they had Frank Gore last year, um, but he went downhill towards the end of the year because um, he's obviously, like, in his mid-30s. Um, so, and, and they also have – um, Devin Singletary. Yes. Um, he also, mm-hmm. well, he's very young, but I also feel – haven't fully committed to him. Um, and so I'm going to take a chance. And I think it's a little bit of a shocker. Um, I'm going to take Cam Akers from Florida State. Uh, he's a running back. Um, and he's more of a receiving back like Singletary is. Um, but I feel like this year, they're going to move away from what Gore was doing with just straight power running. Um, and they're going to try to um, – Integrate Josh Allen more into the passing game, um, which which would benefit Cam Akers and Singletary. So, and it's an interesting pick. I love Cam Akers a lot. To be honest, I think that he could be in the conversation for one of the better running backs out of this year's draft. Just obviously, there's a couple of bigger names above him, so he's not as talked about. So, with the 54th pick, the Buffalo Bills select Cam Akers, running back, Florida State, Baltimore Ravens. You guys are up on the clock. So, if I'm the Ravens, first round we took – let's see, who do we take in the first round? In the first round, we selected – uh, We took, we took Ter- Terrell Lewis, yeah, the edge. So, that's one defensive woe down. But we're also struggling kind of on the inside, inside linebacker. So, I think – I'm going to take – did anyone take Zach Bond? He's still out. He is available. I he's think top, I'm going to – Top yeah. available talent on the board. Yep. He yeah, that's a good point. Zach Bond will be the go-to linebacker. So, at the 55th pick, the Baltimore Ravens select Zach Bond, edge from Wisconsin. Miami Dolphins, you are on the clock. So, I was really hoping that the offensive tackle would slide to me. Yeah. When I took my first second round pick, there was still four or five that I kind of had in tier two. Um, and I thought one of them would last to me here at the Dolphins. But it ended up we got some shockers with the with the Cowboys, certainly a shocker taking a, a lineman. And uh, also the Eagles took one. Um, so I could reach on someone like maybe a center, like – um, I'll say uh, Lucas Niang still there tackling TCU, but they still have a need at corner because even with Byron Jones, they still have a need at corner. And Neville Gallimore is there; he was the top top talent right now. Um, so he's a type of line there. I mean, um, I'm gonna go. Tier three, not the guy I would really want to land with, but since people like uh, Ezra Cleveland, Josh Jones weren't there, I'm going to take him instead. Who was the call? Your mic cut out. Uh, um, Lucas Niang from TCU. There you go. So with the 56th pick, the Miami Dolphins select Lucas Niang, tackle TCU. Rams are back up on the clock. So – the Rams, yes. Okay, let's get back here. Okay, so the Rams are in kind of a nice position considering they don't have a first, but then they have back-to-back, um, back-to-back seconds pretty much. So, if I am the Rams, let's see what what would I do here. Let's go through. Let's go through our draft board here. Hmm. 
if I'm the Rams, I think I'm going after the the O line. I think I'm going to build up that O line because I mean, Jared Goff kind of was on his back a lot last year. So I think I'm going to go with. Let's see where, where am I at? Isaiah Wilson was taken, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. he was taken decently early. I think I'm going to take Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. He's off, he's off the board. Was, was he really? Yes. Yeah, he's so off the board. I guess I talked about him earlier and then we – so, man, it – it's getting tough around here. So now I'm going to name two more offensive linemen. Lucas Nyang. Wait, someone just took him, didn't they? Nyang yeah, just went. Yeah, and then Natani Muti. He should be available. Yeah, okay. I think that's who I'm going to take. Right, so with the 57th pick, the Rams like Natani Muti. Interior offensive lineman from Fresno State, Minnesota yeah. Vikings on the clock. So for the Vikings, I have need a wide receiver and someone like Pittman still there, but they they also took a corner in the first round. So they could use some offensive line help, but I think a lot of the the, the better names are off the board at this point. You're, you're cutting out. Yeah, you need to move closer to the mic. Yeah, stay stay at that angle. Yeah, it's, I think it's my connection. My connection's been started okay. to cut in and out now. Uh, for the Vikings, I'm going to take Neville Gallimore uh, for the de- defensive line. Uh, they lost Linville Joseph, and he is the best player available right now. He's the best talent there. So, the 58th pick, the Minnesota Vikings select Neville Gallimore, defensive lineman from Oklahoma. Seattle Seahawks on the clock. So, was Matt Pert taken? No. No? Okay. Well, I think is if, I'm, if I was Seattle, I took a um, defensive lineman or a defensive tackle uh, in the first round. So, I need some sort of help on that offensive line. So, I think I'm going to take the senior from Connecticut, Matt Pert. So, the 59th pick, the Seattle Seahawks select Matthew Pert. Offensive tackle from UConn. And the Baltimore Ravens are now on the clock. That's me again. So, if I am the Ravens, I think really at this point, hmm, this is tough. I think think I'm going to take the best available talent here. I think I'm going to take my Marlon my, my Davidson. There he goes. Drops off. Ranked 43rd. Drops to 60. So, with mm-hmm. the 60th pick, the Baltimore Ravens select Marlon Davidson, defensive lineman from Auburn. Tennessee Titans are on the clock. So, I don't know if he was taken or not. But if he is, you'll tell me. Um, but uh, Titans need protection. Um for Tannehill. Um, their O line's decent, um, but I feel um, they're going to stack even more this year, um, especially with Derrick Henry back. Um, but is Cedar Reeves taken? Yes. yes. He's taken. Okay. I thought yeah. he was. Okay. The high value prospect here. No. Multiple people. Multiple teams um, fighting for him. And then um, is Isaiah Wilson taken? Yep. Yes, mm-hmm. he's off the board as well. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. O-line. Flying off the board. Yeah. I think that's how it's going to be. Yeah, there's a lot of – offensive linemen is definitely sought after in this league. In this in this league in general, but definitely in this draft. Yes. Yeah. So. If you're looking for available guys, the, the player out of so, – is still available. Matt. Well, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to take a reach here. You know, I'm going to go Adam Trotman, the tight end of Dayton. Mm-hmm. They do have Lenny Walker, but he has a history injury and he's getting up there in age. Well, no, the, I um, believe that I believe that they released him this offseason. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Smith. Is they, then he was like 34. Yeah, like yeah that's an interesting pick. So with the 61st pick, the Tennessee Titans like Adam Trotman, tight end from Dayton, putting the Packers on the clock, and the Packers are a team. The quarterback situation has definitely been talked about as of late with this draft as to what they're going to do. Are they going to just build for Aaron Rodgers? Are they going to try to build for the future? And I believe that they're going to, at some point in this draft, try to trade up to take their the guy that they want. But if they can't, this is where I think that they're going to get their quarterback of the future. And I'm going to take Jacob Eason, the quarterback from Washington, to develop under Rodgers and get into this league and really start building his talent and his core with the receivers that they also would have drafted based on my projections. So at the 62nd pick, the Green Bay Packers select Jacob Eason, quarterback out of Washington. Chiefs are on the Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Yes, sir. So, see, Kansas City Chiefs now rounding down this draft. So in the first round, we took a cornerback. And to be honest – it's looking like defensive back is where we're gonna go again. Uh, let's look at the let's look at best available here. Um, hmm. See now, running back is interesting because that's also another need the Chiefs have. So, you know, I think we'll go best available again. If I'm the Chiefs, I think I'm going to keep, take Clyde Edwards. He so kind much. of shocked some people because he moved up in the ranks. But yeah. LSU, he played in big games. We can say we know that. I like that for pick. Sure, for sure. Um, but help out Mahomes so he's not throwing the ball 60 times a game. Definitely true. So, at the 63rd pick, the Kansas City Chiefs select Clyde Edwards, running back from LSU. Seahawks, you are on the clock, and this is the last pick of the second round, also marking the end of our mock draft as well. Okay, so I will also end it out. So Seahawks so far, I've taken a lot of defense – or I've taken a defense, defensive uh, – interior defensive lineman, and I've taken an offensive lineman. And I think – you know, I think we'll make kind of a – Probably not what the Seahawks will do, but I think it could help in the long run. And I think we'll take wide receiver Michael Pittman um, because, I mean, at the moment they have Lockett and Metcalf. So throw another maybe developmental guy in there to help show up that wide receiver core. I think that'll be – Definitely wouldn't be the worst of picks in that position. So. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. With the 64th pick, the Seattle Seahawks select Michael Pittman, wide receiver from USC. That does it for our mock draft. We're looking through the picks here. These are the different picks that went down, all of them. So if you just want to take a quick look at there. There are definitely some shockers in this draft for sure. As you could tell, there was a couple of people that were – upset because their teams couldn't get the guys they wanted. If I could just get quickly from the three of you, one pick that shocked you the most in this draft. Well, I'll start. And mine for sure was Derek Brown dropping out of the top 10. He's projected to be a big, a big splash, probably top five got talent. So him dropping out of the top 10 was mine. Yeah. I was surprised that, the, that uh, Austin Jackson went to the Cowboys in the second round. Um, they have – it's not a bad pick. It, it's a developmental guy, but it's not their biggest need. Tyron Smith's getting older, and Frederick retired. So it's kind of like a – it was like a uh, protect – like kind of a protective pick to take that guy. And a, a little early, but kind of like really planning out for the future and like shoring up that cow- – like the Cowboys are going to have like this offensive line and keeping that going, having the best offensive line. No doubt. Yeah, I think CeeDee Lamb going to the 
Jaguars, I think, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, um, nine, ninth overall. Um, which I expected him to go around that area, but not to Jaguars. I feel like I had other needs. Um, but that could make a deadly duo um, with Fournette and wide receiver, uh, not running back, and then him and wide receiver. So That's a young yep. core right there. Yeah, and I'd say definitely for me, my shocker was, and one that I think could be deadly, was Jonathan Taylor dropping to the Rams. I think it, with Gurley now being gone, you throw a young guy like Jonathan Taylor to the Rams with a young coach like McVay and Goff, who, you know, he's going to need to hand the ball off. You're not going to want him throwing 40, 50 times a game. And Jonathan Taylor has shown he can hold that workload. So I think that that was a shocker and a steal and also a sleeper pick if that were to happen. No doubt. For sure. All right, so that concludes our two-round mock draft. Don't forget to tune in next week to watch the draft live and see how accurate ours is. I can guarantee you that it is not going to be anywhere close compared to the real-life thing, but it was still a fun time to do this nonetheless. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Bushy Baller Brand Podcast, and this is officially the longest episode we've ever done. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the end. It was an enjoyable thing to do. And we're going to try to do something like this more often and just continue to put out content and do the best we can to keep you entertained during this quarantine. Hope you guys stay safe out there. Keep washing your hands. Keep the social distancing going. And we'll see you next week. Oh, one last quick thing. Thank you so much for putting up with our audio. I realized that it was tough at times because we use Zoom. But I appreciate you guys staying and putting up with it. And we'll see you next week on the Bushy Baller Brand Podcast.